guys, it's Andy. And Kelly. And welcome to Suspish. We are using a microphone for the first time today, so that's exciting. Things hopefully. are in the works. Right? Hopefully that makes some kind of difference and we don't or sound not. like one of us is in the other room whispering sweet nothings. That's what goes on, though. <laughs> that is what goes on here. <laughs> I let the intrusive thoughts win. Yeah, she really does. She- <laughs> She really does. We Right before we started recording, she decided it was a great time to tell me about a dream where she had one blue eye. No. Part of the eye was oh, blue. part of the eye was blue. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, right before we hit record. Yeah. Like, we were, like, ready to record, preparing ourselves to start, and she just lets that out. Like, what is <laughs> Because I looked into your eyes, and you have a one little brown piece. Yeah. And that's what reminded me of I had a dream where a part of my eye was blue. So that's why I said it. I think really it's just because Kelly has dark brown eyes and has always wanted blue eyes. So she's just really gel. And I have no filter. So like whatever <laughs> I think just comes right out. <laughs> but anyways, I just wanted to say thank you to um, everyone who's been listening. Um. It's been great. Thank you for all sharing the podcast and giving us the support that makes us feel all warm and tingly inside. Yeah, she's been texting me. She's like, we have this many listeners. Now we have this many listeners. I'm like, cool. (laughs) Cool. It's exciting. It is exciting. It is really exciting. So thank you all for that. Um, We do have some business to attend to discuss that um, happened this week. So we do have some sad news to share. This week, um, Aaron Carter passed away at 34 years old. Yeah, that was kind of crazy. Like, I was not expecting that one. No, that was not on my bingo card for 2022. But he's also, like, a D, C, D list where it's, like, you don't think about him every day. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember the last time I thought about Aaron Carter, but, I mean, it is sad either way. I want candy. Yeah, I guess he was, like, down in his bathtub. In the tub? Yeah, so I don't... Drugs. I really don't know whether they ruled... Was it... I don't know if it was suicide or drugs, but I think it was drugs. Oh, boy. But I know, like... Like, it, what I read, mm-hmm. he was having a tough life. Yeah, it seemed like he was going through some shit. If you watch, like, recent interviews, he was really going through it. Like, he turned into more like an influencer-esque guy. Yeah, with his OnlyFans account and shit. Yeah, and, like, I know his parents didn't like fucked him over with like you know what the coogan account the hell's a coogan account <laughs> so so it's where i like the word though coogan coogan it's it's Rolls from it's top. from jackie coogan who played uncle fester in the adams family why do you just know that <laughs> because i was i was reading about it <laughs> and um and his parents when he was a child actor mm-hmm. and his parents like took all his money so he he was broke until he got the Adams Family role. That's crazy. So what a Coogan account is, so they made it a law after that where any child star, like if you're an actor, a musician, whatever, you have to put 15% of their earnings into an account so they have it as an adult. And from what I read, he was supposed to roughly have $20 million, but he only had two. Wow. Which, like, $2 million is a lot to you and I. But not oh, absolutely. Too, like, <laughs> absolutely. It's, a, it's a real lot, but like not to like a celebrity who's used to that lifestyle. Yeah. So I think they are investigating his death as suspicious. I mean, I don't really know why. I don't know if that's just like a standard procedure with his manner of death, but... Yeah, it definitely is. And there will definitely be a Netflix documentary Of course. This. Netflix is probably already on it. They probably already hired the actor to play him and everything. Let's 
fire the actor. I was trying to think like who. Who could be... Uh, why Evan Peters? I don't know why. No, Evan just, Peters needs to take a break. He's, he's, he's dumb right Go now. sit down, Evan Peters. Go take Evan, a... Evan, sit the fuck down. Right, like, take a second to yourself, please. I love him, though. But I don't want to love him because he plays bad people. I feel like he might be, like, a weird person in real life. I heard, like, he's very method actor. Like, I don't like talk that. To him. I don't like that. Like, the, the lady who played the next door neighbor, I don't remember her name, but she oh, said Oh, what that... the hell's her name? It'll come to me. In the middle of the podcast when we're talking about like, this, this yeah, girl. I forgot her name. Fuck. And she said that, like, he wouldn't, like, talk to her because he was just like. That's, no, that that's, that's borderline serial killer yourself. <laughs> like, that's too much. Sorry, Evan. Not that you listen to our podcast. Sorry, Watch, Evan. he will be Not like, sorry. I'm suing you. <laughs> Marry me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but, like, I hope, I know there's been, like, hulu documentary the family of the victim was not interested in having a documentary made about the lifetime was like that with the gabby petito case i don't think they wanted her case to be out there yet because i think there's still like i mean for for me there's a lot of unanswered questions on that like what the fuck brian laundry's not dead no i mean but that's a, another podcast for another time a conspiracy theory podcast spinoff after fucking three episodes <laughs> look at us discussing spinoffs all right get out the tinfoil hats <laughs> get out the tinfoil pats <laughs> tinfoil pats i'll pat you with some tinfoil that's what you want it's been a day so we got this microphone and it's already broken <laughs> like three minutes into the podcast <laughs> yeah this is our like third take this is our third take and i am i'm over it kelly's ready for lunch so <laughs> lunch will be here in about 10 minutes we'll pause for lunch well, we will pause the inter- I don't what do you say i don't know okay i'm done with you i'm done with you already i've been here since eight o'clock this morning and it's now almost one so we have three cases today i was just gonna go into it i forgot we were supposed to talk about that <laughs> Surprisingly, Kelly actually has two cases today. We switched roles. We switched roles. That means I get to go first. Da, 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 da. She's in a singing mood today, and I greatly apologize. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're going to go right into it. Um, I had something to say, and it's slipping my mind. So, uh, we're going we're gonna to... It's a rough it. Wednesday. I don't know. <laughs> it's, oh, oh, I also thought, like, I missed a whole day today. Like, I thought it was Thursday the 10th already i do that often like being home with my kids i don't know what fucking day it is like my deadlines for work are on the 10th and i was freaking out today because like oh we're but yeah we're all good we're all good it's good the night. all right so my case is the cold case of betty lou zakowski and like i shouldn't be so chipper but i'm always chipper so. but it was but it's not a cold case anymore, right? Is that what you said? Yes. So that's exciting. Case. That that is a well, woo. Well, well, that well. is a woo. A man was charged. Okay. Well, my but, but, my but, case but. today is actually an older case that was a cold case. I mean, it still kind of is, but it isn't. <laughs> See, we're linked. We're back to the. It's the tinfoil hats. The tinfoil hats. We're linked. My second case isn't from. My second case is from last month, but. We're, we're on the same vibe. We're, we're riding the wave. We're riding the waves. And it's all good. Okay. So, so, a suspect was arrested in the murder of Betty Lou Zakowski on Thursday, November 3rd, 2022. Ooh. And this comes 
56 years after the case first went cold in 1966. Oh my god. Mine's from 1974. So, what's with all the serial killers in the 60s, 70s, and 80s? I don't think this uh, guy was a serial killer. But either way, like, why do people murder so many people? Because we're, and I like it, because, like, that <laughs> you like when people kill people? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I was on my own train of thought. I meant like that they're being solved now. Oh, absolutely! Like, I just that we're we're not just letting them sit in a box for the re- eternity. Like yeah. we're going back to cases from the '60s and the '70s and letting that family have closure. Absolutely. Even if like like we'll find out later, Betty's parents aren't around anymore. I know that's what's sad. But, is like a lot of these people aren't around, but now we finally have the technology to. Like it's still, I think, bringing some form of justice. To well, I mean, day. if my like so Betty probably would have been like a grandmother at this point, like. Oh, yeah. If my grandmother went missing at some she point, was... like, I would still be stuck on that. And I, you know what I mean? Yeah, she was 10. So she would have been 66. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's nuts. So I like that they're they're bringing it back. Bringing it back. We're like, you've got a criminal justice degree. I do. I do. And that I don't do anything with. It sits on the shelf nice and pretty. But we can. With this I... podcast, that's why you're so good. She's my little FBI agent. I am. But for other things. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I can give her someone's name and she finds their address, their phone records. Like, she's nuts. Private eye. They're watching you. They, they see, see your every move. move. We're still going to be hauling oats for one Halloween. <laughs> like, like a Quaker oat and hauls okay. cough drops. I wanted my husband to do that. And he's like, no one will know who we are. I'm like, everyone that's, will know. <laughs> but that's the beauty of it. The people who know, know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. And that's how we operate. We only operate in, like, really obscure references. Anyway, I don't even know where we were. We went on a whole tangent. Yeah, we, we got to stop with the tangents today. Yeah. We, we are, I'm, it's because I'm super chipper today. Um, but on May 26, 1966, Betty Lou left her home in Chicopee, Massachusetts, after receiving a phone call. Ooh. And she was 10? She was 10. And this was at 6 p.m. So I'm like, why did you let your... Not 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 parent blaming, but I'm still like I guess it was, it was different time. I would be like, if it's like six p.m. and they're ten, I'm gonna be like, where the frick are you going? I'd be like, who the hell is calling you? <laughs> you have friends. <laughs> you, you have friends. <laughs> Toxic. That's what I would say to my kid. Um, she told her mom it was one of her friends, and this was the last time her family saw her alive. That's and so like I said, she was 10 years old at the time. And what's so upsetting is there was no call tracing back in 1966. No, it was like one of those boop. I hate that. I hate that. Because today I'd be like, oh, yeah, that happened. Okay, beep, boop, boop. Oh, well, well it, came, it came from this location. Let's go. Yeah, we are singing soggy today. It's weird Wednesday. It's weird Wednesday. Wacky and weird Wednesday. By we, I mean me. Betty Lou did not at home... Whoa, Betty Lou did not home. (laughs) Just so you know. After Betty Lou did not return home that night, her parents, Stanley and Mildred Zakowski, reported her missing to Chicopee police. The police sent in an all-states alarm in an attempt to find her. Now, I tried to find out what an all-states alarm I would assume it was probably similar to, like, an Amber amber Alert today, if I had to. Yeah, that's what I said. It's Nothing came up, but I'm assuming it's an early predator predecessor to an ambulator yeah um do you know what kind of town this chicopee place was because i feel like nothing bad happens here 
With a name like Chicopee, nothing bad could happen. It reminds me, have you ever seen T- Tenacious D, the Jack Black, like, movie? I actually have not. RJ will know what it is. He would. He would know. I, I'll ask him later. But, like, <clears throat> it reminds me of that. Like, it's a town called Kickapee or Kickapoo or something like that. Yeah, no, got nothing for okay. you on that anyway, one. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll let you play it later. <laughs> um, but that's what it reminds me of. No, I do not know about the town. I'm assuming it's, like... I feel like in the sixties everyone was like, Oh, we never locked our doors. Yeah. No, that's everyone in the sixties. But she walked right out of the house. That's true. Apparently that's true. going to talk to her friend. But like I would be like, What friend? Where are you going? It was the sixties, they didn't give a shit. Like, bye, Betty Lou. Have a wonderful time. <clears throat> I don't want to blame her parents. Like that's no, not no, 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 never no. the answer. But <clears throat> on a serious note, Betty Lou's body was found four days later. On Memorial Day, on May 30th, 1966. Oh my god. Her body was found by a couple young boys out fishing. Oh, that's in, terrible. In oh the Westfield god. River. Um, she was four foot seven and, or not 57, 75 pounds. And her body was found beaten and covered in mud. The medical examiner said the cause of death was determined to be multiple blunt force injuries to her head, a skull fracture, and terminal drowning. Oh my god. I don't know what terminal drowning is either. <clears throat> I tried to look it up, and I don't know what the difference is between regular drowning and terminal drowning. Like, there was just nothing. I, I Does that just mean, I would think that just, like, terminal is, like... Like, like she just died Inevitable, drowning. right? That's what like, I would is think. Is that what eventually killed her? The drowning? I would assume. Like, she had all the... I mean, it things. probably didn't help with the blunt force trauma. I hate blunt force trauma. Like, why? Like, I feel like that is so violent to, to me. Yeah, like, what did a 10-year-old do to you that you could do that? Her funeral was held... Because this, this, this whole next paragraph is just rough. So just brace yourself. Great. Hold her, on to your seats, everyone. Her funeral was held on June 2nd, <clears throat> 1966, which would have been her 11th birthday. No, why did they do that? Like... That's not okay for me. It was held at Holy Name Church where her entire class and teacher attended. And this is what really got me. I'm not ready. Um, something that completely broke my heart was that it said some of her classes acted as pallbearers, her classmates. Like, there are ten. There are ten. And they're helping carrying her body down. No, I would be. I would just be a puddle on the floor. You wouldn't even be able to recognize me because I'm just a puddle yes, on the floor. That was really rough to think about like Ugh. on her 11th birthday <clears throat> her little classmates are helping out like too much for me and you gotta think this is june 2nd like school's probably over yeah. or just about to be yeah anyway <clears throat> the west springfield police department and chickapoo police because remember it was found in the westfield river which was in west springfield i don't know if i meant okay that. so it's not in chickapoo what's the distance that's where she was found it was, I think, just like a few miles away. But oh, okay. we'll, we'll get somewhere. <laughs> we'll get somewhere. <laughs> Remember, t-shirts, we'll get there. <laughs> and Chickaweed Police Department came together and opened a joint homicide investigation with both agencies um, assigning their whole detective bureaus. We love to see cooperation. I know. I was police department. We almost never see cooperation. We love to see it. But I'm assuming... But obviously it didn't work out very well because this was just... Yeah. There was just an arrest made and it's 2022, so... And um, actually, there was more. Massachusetts State Police involved, and the Hampton County, which we there in Hampton County District's mm-hmm. Attorney Office, were also involved. Um, it was reported there was a massive search of the shoreline as well as the river itself to find ev- evidence, but they came up next to nothing. Hmm. 
I feel like it's always hard with bodies of water. Bodies of water and 1966. Like, what are you going to do? Even if you found something, what are you going to do with it? Yeah, I mean, the DNA. Oh, that's a nice a piece of tape. <laughs> right, like, I guess there's probably so many things that could have been missed, too. Like, now it's like, no, grab it's okay. everything that is around this body right now, where yeah. they would probably just be like, oh, well, that's just a rock. Because yeah. what if it was a rock? Because yeah. it's blunt force trauma. Yeah, they didn't say what was used. Because they probably don't know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now, like, they can even <clears throat> guess, like, what was used yeah. by the impact. Investigators spoke with family, friends, and students in her class to try to figure out who she could have possibly met up with. Um, and they were like, nope, not me. Yeah. <sighs> a week later, the uh, a week after the body was found, two witnesses... Um, help police come up with a composite sketch of who they believe they saw with Betty Lou. Oh, so someone saw her? Apparently, and it says, it, but it only says one of the witnesses. Why do I feel like I know this case? Was she at a shopping center at one point? No. No, maybe I'm thinking of something else. But it only said that one of the witnesses was thought to be one of the last people to see her alive. So I didn't understand that. Yeah. How could they both see her, but the only one of them was the last to see her alive? Maybe the way the timeline timeline is. Like, maybe one saw her and then the other saw her later. Um, They did not give any more information to, like, on these witnesses at all, like, who they were or... They're just like, well, we have a witness. And that's about... That's what we know. Pretty much. Um, Sorry, I just pulled up the sketch. Um, The sketch was highly publicized in the local newspapers, and it resulted in numerous investigative tips, but they were unidentified. Uh, unable to identify any assailants before the case went cold. And did they identify her body immediately? Yes. Well, I'm guessing they were looking for her. So this is a sketch. Looks like every guy in 1966. <laughs> Just wait. Wait till I show you the guy. Looks like every guy in 1966. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the theory was that Betty Lou obviously knew her assailant. They called her to leave. Oh, yeah. And they believe she would not have left the house if just, like, a stranger called, obviously. Like, why would you be like, see ya? So this guy's arrested now. Or someone is. As of November 3rd, 2022. So are we going to get a connection with how he knew her? Hopefully. He's... So we don't know that yet. <sighs> okay, go on. I just got to let you finish. I got to <laughs> stop interrupting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get there. Remember? <laughs> we'll get there. Um... They believed that she got in a vehicle with the assailant to go to the river, to headed to West Springfield. Why so do they believe that? It was far enough that they had the drive. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. Um, where she was attacked and killed in West Springfield by the river. It was near a state park, I believe, or okay. in a state park. Um, but there were no leads after the weeks after Betty Lou's death. Um, and like I said, both Betty Lou's parents died not knowing who took their child from them. How long ago did they die? Like a long time ago. I'm not sure. I'm assuming if they were adults in 1966. Probably like 90s. Yeah. 2000s. But there is news. As I said, someone was arrested. And this was 73-year-old Donald Mars. 73. So what would that make him in 1966? Like 17. So he he would have been approximately 17 years old. So like even then... At 17, I didn't know any freaking 10-year-olds. Yeah, at 17, I was like, ew, 10-year-olds. Like, I I couldn't name one 10-year-old that I mean, wasn't unless, related to me. Yeah, unless they were related <laughs> to you. But, like, I wasn't commonly just like, hey, set 10-year-old, you want to go hang out at the mall? And So, like, I really want to know the connection, too. Like, did they know each other from church or? 
Well, that's a, a, a but we don't know that yet. No, we don't know that. Do we? Okay, just continue before I have any more questions. <laughs> he was actually linked to this case in November of 1997. Okay, and why did we wait this long? Um, so the, the you said 1997, right? Yes. So the year you were born. So that's 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he and multiple other individuals were interviewed in regards to this connection, but they did not cover any in evidence to convict or arrest him. Now, what made them pull him in, though? They didn't for questioning. It. They just said, like, it's, like, all very vague. Yeah. But in 1995, the then 46-year-old Donald Mars was convicted of rape of a child with force and indecent assault and battery on a child under the age of 14. So he's a pedophile. Yep. He has a criminal history. He's a pedophile. He is listed as a level three Massachusetts sex offender registry and is considered likely to reoffend in 1995. But you're going to tell me that from 1966 to 1995, he didn't, he just like lived a normal life, like just went to school. It didn't say and... what he did, what, <clears throat> nothing. Yeah, it's hard for me to believe that there's not other people out there who are yeah. victims. And his most recent address was in Bedford, Massachusetts. I don't know how far that is. But I don't feel like Massachusetts is that big. It's big. Is it? Mm. Like, oh. not like... It's not Pennsylvania big. It's not like Texas big, but it's like... It's not Delaware. It's not Delaware. <laughs> um, over the past year, the investigation by the Hampty, Hampty, <laughs> Hampton District Attorney's Office Unresolved Cases Unit was focused on Betty Lou's murder. Um, but it's actually over the past few months, the investigation ramped up. They were able to present the case to a Hampton County grand jury on Tuesday, November 1st. Um, the grand jury returned an indictment charging Donald Mars with... I can't speak today. No, Donald can't. Mars with first-degree murder in the death of Betty Lou Zikowski, and there was not an indication on what the evidence was to bring him in this time either. A not-guilty plea was entered. I mean, shit, I would plead not to guilty too. It's years later. Um, but he's being held without bail, and his attorney did not object to being held without bail, but retain the right to seek bail at a later date. So obviously the the evidence is pretty strong mm-hmm. with this one, I would assume. And it said an email seeking comment was left with the defense, but nothing was heard back yet. Now, I'll show you this, and we could post it later. That's the sketch, and that was Donald Mars in 1966. That's pretty spot on. Yeah. If I did have to say so. They even got the hair down. They got the hair, the glasses, the nose. Yeah, like there is no... The nose is really what gets me. Yeah, the nose the is ears, pretty accurate. Like, the spacing, it's pretty good. It's, yeah. Like, even, like, his face shape, like... <laughs> she has a Christmas bell on her table. <laughs> Are you serious? It's Christmas time in this house. November 1st is Christmas. Yeah, um, but they that sketch is pretty spot up. And, like, he looks... But they couldn't convict just based on no. a sketch, so there's more to this. He looks like just a typical guy in the 60s. He does look like a typical guy in like, the 60s. Like, you would see him I mean, he does walk kinda, into the malt shop. He kind of does have dead eyes, but other than that... He does kind of have dead eyes. Huh. It's like, it's the fake smile for me. The... Like, it's like a smirk, kind of. Now, how old was he in that picture, do you know? 17. Oh, so that's the picture from that time. Yeah, that was his high school yearbook. Oh. That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Don't like that. But he just looks like a run-of-the-mill guy. And 17, like, you would never think a 17-year-old would. Yeah, it's capable of... Like, I didn't care about anything at 17. 
Yeah, not enough to kill someone over. Yeah. Um, during his arraignment, he did not say a word and merely shook his head when the prosecutors read a list of criminal cases he'd been involved with. So how old is he now? Not to interrupt. 73. Okay. Um, and his next <clears throat> court date is scheduled to be May 1st, 2023. Oh my God. Why did they make you wait so long? I know. I want to know like what they got on this guy. So the week after May 1st, you'll hear more. <laughs> so schedule it in your calendar, folks. Um, Hampton District Attorney today, Anthony Galini, Galuni, something like that, um, stated, sadly, Betty Lou's parents are deceased and will not see Donald Mars answer for what we allege he did to their daughter. My office has been in contact with Betty Lou's extended family, one of who was a pallbearer at her funeral in 1966. While this investigation will not bring Betty Lou back to her family or grant her the opportunity to grow into a healthy adult that she, every child deserves, it is for them and Betty Lou that we embarked upon this journey seeking justice. He said he's committed to resolving many more cases and pulling effort towards cold cases in Hampton County. Good. We love to see it. He said, I can't promise that we can solve every case, but I can can and do promise that we will make every possible effort and never forget. And that's what I have on Betty Lou Zikowski. Oh, my God. Well... At least they're actively pursuing these cold cases. Yeah. And I can't wait to hear about it. I would love to know what they got him on. I would love it. Yeah. So my case today is uh, also a cold case um, from 1974. A cold sample. Okay. So on July 26, 1974, a 12-year-old girl was chasing her dog around the Race Point Dunes in Provincetown, Massachusetts. Another Massachusetts. My case was Oh Massachusetts. my god, really? Yeah. They were both cold cases in Massachusetts. <laughs> the dog had wandered off and the girl followed the dog. And that is when she came across the decomposing body of a woman. Eek! Like how terrifying. You're 12 years old chasing your dog and there's just a body. I would probably cry. Not probably. I would cry. I'd be like, can I touch it? Ew. I've always wanted to find the body. I, like, not like... I. I take it. I don't. But I, I, <laughs> Delete. I don't want to explain Delete. myself. <laughs> <clears throat> the woman was found laying down on a beach blanket, naked, with her hands severed off. I mean, I'm assuming like this cleanly? is probably... Uh, I didn't say if it was clean. I would assume it would say if it were, like... Mangled. Yeah. I don't know. I'm assuming it's probably so they couldn't, like, identify her by fingerprints. Which is terrifying. I forgot we're on a podcast and I'm just nodding at you. Yeah. <laughs> So her you skull- did the same thing. You just wanted to <laughs> shake your head at the computer. Her skull was crushed and she was nearly decapitated. Her head, or what was left of it, I guess. She had teeth? We'll get there. We'll get there. Her head was resting on a pair of Wrangler jeans and a blue bandana. Hers? Yeah. Her head was like... Like, so she was laying face down, almost like she was suntanning, and then, like, her head was placed on a pair of jeans and a blue bandana, mm-hmm. and she was naked. Mm-hmm. But the blue bandana comes back later, so. Okay. You see this? Put it in your pocket. Take that little tidbit with you. <clears throat> her death was determined to be a blow to the head, possibly by um, a military-type entrenching tool. Mean? It's kind of like... Um, uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, yes, kind of similar, but like it's heavier duty. It would like used to like actually like dig trenches. 
and <coughs> trenching. Uh, there were no signs of struggle, and the killer also tried to remove some of her teeth and sexually assaulted her, uh, most likely post-mortem. Ugh. Yeah, I know. I don't ever get that. I never get that. I like to bundy it. Um, it is believed that she was killed up to two weeks before she was found. Which is crazy to me that she was just laying there in these dunes. like smell it? I guess they said it was like full, like the area was full of like insects and stuff. Like, so it's kind of weird that nobody found it. But I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what a dune is, honestly. Sand dunes, like a pile of sand, like on the sand. It doesn't sound like this was like a busy beach. Not a busy beach. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's not like Ocean City, Maryland. Oh, that's your busy beach is Ocean City. I'm not cultured. (laughs) Um, She was buried in October of 1974, um, which is when the case went cold, and she was still not identified at the point when she was buried. Oh. Yeah. I just, like, her hand hand was sticking out, right? Her stub. That's how they found her, like the dog? Yeah, like she had no hands. She had no hands, but they found the body. Because yeah. the dog ran up to it. Yeah. So she was sticking out. Yeah, like it sounds like she was just out in like the world. Like what I'm like she I I don't pick I don't the way they worded I don't think she was like no one like attempted to bury her. Oh. Because like you could see that like she had a ta- like a beach towel underneath her you could see the. Uh, like I was picturing, I don't know why I'm thinking like a Jimmy Neutron episode, but just follow my train of thought here. Okay, I'm trying to follow. I don't know what episode or why am I thinking Jimmy Neutron, but like. There's the sand, uh-huh. and then there's, like, a giant pile of sand on it. And then I was picturing, like, her stubs out poking out of the sand. But if you're saying... She no, like, open. she was laying on a blanket, <clears throat> face down, head on, a pair of jeans, and a bandana. And there for two weeks. Uh, it could have been up to two weeks, yes. My God. So, she <clears throat> actually was the oldest unidentified homicide victim in the state of Massachusetts. And they called her the Lady of the Dunes. So there are like lots of theories about what could have happened to her because obviously they don't know who she is, don't have any connections of any sort, don't have anything on this, just her. (laughs) Some believe she was murdered by the notorious Boston gangster um, James Whitey Bulger. Ooh, are they gonna say the notorious (laughs) B.I.G.? No, I don't think she was killed by the by Biggie. No. Um. I think that they, like, really tried to attribute this to him because, like, the hands were removed and stuff. Yeah, like... Like, that's a very, like, gangster thing to do. That is a very gangster thing to do. Like, who else would think of it, like... Yeah. And, like, was she killed on the beach, do you think? Yeah, it sounds like she was. So there's... Because there's no signs of struggle, so, like, what one article said was that it looked like maybe she, like, fell asleep on the beach. I mean, someone just... Because she was, like, laying down... And someone came over with that entrenching tool and hit her in the back of the head. It was either that or she knew her killer because she didn't there were no struggles, whatever, not whatsoever. But, like, what would you... Then why would it be Whitey Bulger? If she was asleep on the beach, I guess. Or maybe she was involved in crime. You just came up and... <clears throat> yeah. My God. Yeah, so you don't know. Some believe that she was an extra in the movie Jaws. It was actually Stephen King's son, Joe Hill, who brought this up to authorities. Um, <laughs> and this was because he was watching the movie. <clears throat> and in the movie, I personally have never seen Jaws. I think I've seen it once. So I don't really know. But I guess there's a 4th of July beach scene. 
and there was a woman who fit um the description of the lady in the dunes such as her build and her um like she had striking like auburn hair and like, like what do you mean like what do you mean like, like auburn hair like it's like red yeah but like i don't know auburn isn't striking but like not a lot of people have red hair but like she was, <clears throat> so she was like a strawberry blonde like auburn it was more of like, like a dark red okay brown not ginger not ginger. Okay. Yeah. What really stuck out to him, though, is that this woman was wearing um, Wrangler jeans and a blue bandana. Like, the Wrangler jeans, the blue bandana they found with her body. But why would she be wearing that laying on the beach if that was part of the movie stuff? Well, the movie was actually filmed um, only 100 miles away at Martha's, Martha's Vineyard. Mm-hmm. And the <clears throat> the film was filmed in June, which meets up with the timeline that she was maybe there for two weeks before they found her But it's body. 100 miles away. So maybe she was hanging out in Martha's Vineyard or hanging out there and came down to this part of Massachusetts. Yeah, but I was thinking that would be like the movie's closing. Like she'd have to I don't know. Back. I, I honestly have no idea. Huh. But just something to make you think about. Or Stephen King's. <clears throat> Son is just traumatized from his dad and well, that's creating true. stories. I think he does his own thing too. He does his own thing. Like it does like horror. I think so. I think they have like they've made stuff together. Yeah, I'm not really sure though. Anyway, so there's another theory, and that's um a convicted murderer, Hayden Clark, who murdered several people between the nineteen seventies and nineteen nineties in various states, confessed to the murder. he said i could have told the police what her name was but after they beat the shit out of me i wasn't going to tell them shit this murder is still unsolved and what the police are looking for is in my grandfather's garden holy shit in in his grandfather's garden yeah it gets worse so in 2004 clark sent a letter to um a friend stating that he killed a woman in cape cod massachusetts which is where this was and then he sent Two hand-drawn pictures. One of a handless naked woman sprawled out on her stomach on the beach. And another of a map pointing to where the body was found. And this was before she was found? No, this was in 2004. Then he could have... Yes, exactly. (laughs) And I think that's why it was dismissed is because that's all information that was out in the public. Exactly. Um, And he... Clark is um, a paranoid schizophrenic, so... The police kind of just, like, dismissed yeah, whatever should, he said. Because, like, even... He's like, oh, I can give you her name, but I'm just being petty. But I'm just not gonna. Because you don't know her name because nobody fucking knows her name. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. But, yeah, so those are just some of the theories. So, I mean, nothing ever really came from Hayden's confession. Hayden? 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 Say Hayden. Hayden. Either way. He... The, I feel like the authorities just kind of dismissed him, which I don't really believe it was him either. I think he was just... Trying, trying to get more victims, I guess, like under yeah. his belt. I don't really know. It's but exactly, it's happened multiple times. So for decades, authorities tried to um, identify her or her killer, and they've like exhumed her remains several times. Um, they did like um, clay model facial reconstructions. Mm-hmm. Um, they released age regression pictures of her. Um, they believe she was between the ages of twenty to forty years old when she had passed well, it's away. Still a big gap. It is still a really big gap, isn't it? Yes, 20, 20 years. Yeah, I think that's a big gap. But I guess depending on know. what kind of condition her body was in when she was found. I mean, if she was out in the hot sun for two weeks. Yeah. 
And I mean, she suffered blows to the head. So what does that, you know what I mean? What does that look like? You know what I mean? Yeah, but can't they tell by like your <clears throat> bone structure? Like, maybe not in the 70s. Yeah, but... I was going to say at the same time, this is only the 70s when this first happened. So, um, so finally on Monday, October 31st, she was finally identified. On Halloween? And that's of this year. Yeah. On Halloween of this year. She was identified as Ruth Marie Terry. And she was 37 at the time of her death. Back it up, Terry. Sorry. <laughs> um, she was identified through invest- investigative genealogy, which combines the use of da- uh, Dana analysis, DNA analysis and traditional ge- genealogy research and historic records. Mm-hmm. Which, so she was closer to 40, too. Yeah, she was closer to 40. Hmm. Um, in 2018, Richard Hanchett decided to test his DNA through Ancestry.com. We love a good Ancestry.com. Question. Yes. Was that the extra or no? We don't know yet. Oh, like, she doesn't have a credit in the movie or anything? I don't know. I actually meant to look that up and then I just never did. Mm-hmm. But nothing that I read stated that she was. And mm-hmm. I'm just sure someone else besides me would have looked it up. Yeah. Um. But so Richard Hanchett um, tested his DNA through Ancestry.com to potentially meet his biological mother. Um, he connected with her family in Tennessee, and this is when he learned that his biological mom had been missing since the 1970s. No. Yeah. Ruth had given up Richard for adoption um, in 1958. She was only 21 at the time, so I get it. I was a young mom. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like she kind of had, like, career goals for herself, maybe. Like, a thing she wanted to do. So like, being in jobs. It comes back. I Like, I feel like that theory is, like, very... A good theory. I do. But you will, we'll get there. Okay. So, in 2022, they decided to send the skeletal remains to Othram. I'll we'll go with it. Which, this place... It's not a place. It's, like, a company. <laughs> this place. Wait, wait. <laughs> Hold up. That specializes in forensic genealogy. And I need to know how to get into that because that is what I want to do. I would be good at it. Here, here's my official resume. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you might need, like, a forensics, like, degree. Well, I've got... And genealogy? I've got That's... criminal justice and I've got teaching. Pick one. <laughs> um... If you write a strongly worded letter, I'm gonna. I'm a strong believer in anything can happen. I so. and let's manifest it. We'll manifest it. But anyway, so they generated a DNA profile, which was used to identify uh, distant relatives, and then eventually brought them to her. Which is crazy that you could do that. Yeah. Like not only can you find someone like someone's identity, but you could find the identity identity of their relatives through DNA. Yeah, like we want to find our other siblings. Yeah. Long story short. Other siblings, you out there, hit us up. <laughs> um, but wasn't the Golden State Killer found that way too? Yes, exactly. That is the exact way he was found as well. It's crazy. Cool. It's very cool. Let's go put it aside because our family's a little whacked. So. Oh my god. <laughs> We're keeping that in. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. Um, so Ruth was originally from Tennessee, but she left home as a teenager to move to California. Mm. They always do. I know, right? I want to California. Sorry if you live in California. Yeah, I'm sorry, but no thanks. I'll pass on that. Everyone said she was a beautiful one who loved to sing. Um, Ruth's nephew said that he last saw her in a motel room in Chattanooga, Tennessee, in July or August of 1973. So one year, pretty much, before. And she didn't have any more kids besides? It didn't seem like it, no. Just um, Richard. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so when he saw her last um, in Tennessee in that motel room, she was with a guy named Guy Rockwell or Guy Moldovan Rockwell. Why would you name your child Guy? I don't really a know. A guy. A guy. 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 Guys. <laughs> Guys. Um, she was never heard from again after this um, motel room. Oh, but that was a year before yeah. she was found dead. So. so, like, she really didn't have anyone. It sounded like she moved to California and, like, just wanted to, like, Disappear. pursue her own life, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she was never heard from again after this. And she was also never reported missing. Never. No. So, like, she didn't have any. I mean, like, she, it sounds like but, she like, had a sister but, 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 wait, and wait, stuff. Wait, wait, and her... wait, 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 wait. Yes. Didn't you say that? Before, his family told her that she's been missing forever. But, like, she was never reported to the police. Yeah, she was never reported missing to the police. I think they were more like, well, she took off in the 70s, went to California, and and then we never heard from her. That's what I gathered from it. Because, like, even if you said the police, like, well, she she went to California and took off herself. Like, Yeah, I feel like that's kind of what it just was. Um... But it's also, like, unclear. No one really knows why she would have been in Massachusetts at the time Mm -hmm. of her death. But my theory is she went to California. Mm -hmm. She wanted to pursue a career in acting. She loved to sing, maybe singing. She found herself as an extra in Jaws. So then she went from California to Massachusetts. Mm -hmm. And that's when this all happened. Yeah, because she had... She was in California. What the frick is she doing in Massachusetts now? I mean, I travel a lot, so... Yeah, but like I have nothing to say to that, but it's just a weird con- coincidence. Yeah, but she just happened to be in Massachusetts. Yeah, so I don't know. That's my theory, anyways. Mm-hmm. But it is believed that Ruth married Guy. <laughs> I feel weird calling him Guy. I feel like I'm just like, oh, she, she, she married, married that guy. guy. Um, in February 1974. So that's just a few months before mm-hmm. she actually, you know, was found dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Guy was an antique dealer who went by several different names, including Raul Guy Rockwell or Guy Moldovan Rockwell. What? So, Raul Guy Rockwell. I don't. I, it sounds like Mold, Moldovan was his real last name. I don't know where Rockwell came in, but... It sounds like fancy. Yeah, like was he trying to be like a fancy antique dealer? Who like, am I thinking of the New York family? Rockefellers. Mm. Yeah, not a Rockefeller. Not a Rockefeller. But Mr. Moldovan Rockwell Raul Guy. The guy, yeah. Has a shady past. Of course he does. They always do. They always do. They always do. Mm-hmm. He has been the prime suspect in several other deaths. Oh, boy. And this is where it gets very frustrating. And she's married to him. She married him. Fuck, Ruth. No, Y'all right? like a bad boy, but come on. And, like, if you see the pictures of her, and I'll, I'll post one on the Instagram, she, like, the reconstructions they did and, like, the the pictures, like, they, they auto-generated whatever, like, with her details and stuff. She was beautiful. And now they have pictures of her because they identified her. And she was beautiful. Like, why are you hanging out with fucking Raul Guy, Guy Rockwell Moldovan Third? I mean, as someone who's had someone tell them the wrong name, this is, like... <laughs> yeah. This is a whole thing. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Um, so in 1960, he was suspected of killing his second wife, um, Manzanita, and his stepdaughter, Dolores M- Mirans. What? Yeah. This was in Seattle, Washington. My God. Guy. Yeah. Who is this guy? Yeah, right? Um, so they they were missing, these two women. Mm-hmm. 
And they ended up finding human remains in his septic tank in oh, his house. What? Yeah. Human remains in his septic tank. Oh. He fled to New York City, mm-hmm. which they do. Yeah. Florida, you... California, New York City. Pick one if you're a criminal. You're picking one. Or Mexico. I feel like Mexico's a myth. We established not Canada. <laughs> not Canada. <laughs> in our last... <laughs> the last one or the first one? We established not Canada. I don't know. <laughs> Um, where he was arrested for um, unlawful flight. He did this to, like, avoid testifying about their deaths. Well, yeah. Um, he also... This man. This guy. <laughs> this guy. He also faced larceny charges for swindling his third wife. Mm. So let's think about that. He killed his wife. For his second wife. So there's a first wife out there somewhere. Maybe. Maybe she's dead, too. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And then, in this process, he swindled his third wife's family out of tens of thousands of dollars around the same time his second wife went missing. So, where's the timeline here? He has a second wife. She's missing. Now he's got a third wife and swindles her family on a Monday? Maybe that's why he had so many names, because you could only marry one person. I guess. Like, this guy guy just sounds like... Was married to one, and then guy whatever was married to another. And Raul... <laughs> Raul is just out here in New York City hanging out. Um, so he was convicted on these charges in 1961 and sentenced to no more than 15 years. So he was kind of facing 15 years. But. And that was for leaving. That was for leaving. But not testifying. And um, unfla- unlawful flight and larceny charges. But not for their deaths. But not for their deaths. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> in March 1962, a judge suspended the sentence provided that Moldovan paid back the, the money that he stole. Swindled them out of. And Mans was out. What? They found they human remains in his septic tank and just said, ah. You go, you go, do your thing, guy. They, Raul, he was never charged Raul with the murders Raul. of his second wife and stepdaughter because they couldn't identify those human remains. So he's never charged with them. They were just like, ah, everyday people have human remains in their septic tank. You might. I, should I check my septic tank? Should we? I don't want to. <laughs> that's stressful. This guy's too much. But bit. that's not all. Oh. But, oh, wait, but there's, there's more. more. <laughs> he was also the prime suspect in a murder that took place in June 1950. Fuck. This was of Why? a 28-year-old man named Henry Bard. And then the prime suspect in the disappearance of a 17-year-old um, who was this Henry Bard's girlfriend. And this was not brought up with the septic tank. And... Nope. And these all took place in California. Well, these two. Uh-huh. Yeah. No. They, they just said, yeah, man's free to go. All right. So they were married. They traveled to Massachusetts together. To be she, in Jaws. She be in Jaws. She was sleeping on the beach. He hit her with the whole thing. But why? Because he likes to kill people. We established that. Yeah. Well, we will never probably know because... Maybe she got the money from Jaws and he wanted it. I mean, I don't think you make that much money as an extra. Yeah, but it's still money. <laughs> Anyways, we will probably never know what happened because um, Guy Raul Moldovan Rockwell... Died in California in 2002 well, at the age of 78, and he was never charged with any type of murder. Well, let's dig him up and light him on fire. We could do that. Anyone with information on what may have happened to Ruth um, or any 
type of information on Raul Guy Moldovan Rockwell. He never reported her missing either. Nope. This and he's married to her. Yeah, they're married. So how how did no one figure it out that she's missing? He probably used a fake name to marry her, so he probably it probably wasn't even like Raul? real. Do yeah, you know right. which one she was married to? I don't know. It's just very infuriating. This guy, like... She doesn't have another job. She doesn't have anything that someone would be like... I mean, it's also the 70s. I feel like a lot of people just floated in the 70s. Like, just floated around. I guess so. But, like, think, like, even your neighbor. Like, say you stopped coming home. Mm-hmm. Like, wouldn't your neighbor notice... Probably not. You're not coming out? <laughs> Probably not, but I, mean, I get where you're going. <laughs> like, I'm thinking, like, an apartment building. Oh, well, yeah. Like, I see, I mean, I don't. You don't see anybody, It, it so. took me a year to meet all my neighbors, and it's just because my fire alarm went off. <laughs> yeah, so. Never mind. <laughs> I would not know if my neighbors were dead. Though I do know, I know, like, the cross neighbor's dog's name. Oh. I think we talked about this. Yeah, we did. It was Brandy. It was very, don't know. She wanted to know. She's really cute. But if anyone has information on what may have happened to Ruth or Guy's whereabouts in the 70s, um, you are asked to call police at 1 800 capture with a K or email at msptips at pol.state.ma.us. So hopefully, like, at least she's identified. At least she is no longer going to sit in an unidentified yeah. grave and at least her family could pay her respects know what happened to her no she didn't just fall off the face of the earth or stop talking to them yeah but she did at some point like she did at one point yeah like from 1973 to i know at one died. point that so when richard well, was adopted she, she it wasn't like a adoption agency she went through she gave him to like a couple she like knew mm-hmm. um and she ended up trying to contact him. Um, I think he, he said, was he 13 maybe? Mm. I don't know. Maybe 13. And he um, wanted nothing to do with her. Oh, but I bet he regrets, regrets that. that now. And I wonder if like maybe this guy was keeping her from her family. Yeah. Maybe. Or, like, because if now, they knew him. Because they saw her in 1973, they got married in 1974, and then never saw her again. Like, I wonder if, like, she told them about him, or... It just pisses me off that he got to live to the age of 78, killing multiple people, and face no consequences. Like, yeah. no, you don't deserve to live to the age of 78. Yeah. Like, Donald's 73 and has been... Like, and can we look into this guy a little bit more? Because you're going to tell me he potentially killed people in 1950. Then the 60s. 60s, then 70s, and, and then, then from stopped. 74 to 2002 when he died, then like check he didn't. Check Yeah, right, check septic tank. <laughs> <laughs> you might find some human remains. But how about that? They were never able to identify those human remains, just as they weren't able to identify her. Uh, they weren't able to identify Ruth. Oh, they didn't identify them as no. the other two? No. So he, what did you think? He just had random people's human remains in his septic tank oh my god i didn't hear that part and i mean like i don't know what really a septic tank looks like but i'm gonna assume you can't put a whole body in a septic tank can you like i would assume it involves some kind of dismemberment i didn't know there were septic tanks in houses so i thought that was like underground it is oh that's what i mean and how do they how did they just know there were human remains in a septic tank 
Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just making sure I was thinking of the right things. But I hope he is. I swear is. I have, almost have a master's degree. <laughs> right? I kind of want to go, like, egg his grave. We can. It's not that far. No. Like not one, no. Drive. He died in California. Fuck, that's far. Because yeah. I mean, they weren't from that. Massachusetts. Why were they yeah. in Massachusetts? I'd love to know. I mean, let's just go on an egg tour in California. Like, let's go right? egg the Cecil. <laughs> egg all the bad places. Egg all the bad places. With the dog shaking. But yeah, so that is Ruth's story, and I'm glad she's kind of finally being able to be told. Yeah, that's good, and I want to know if she was the Jaws lady. I know. I'm going to have to do more research on that. Maybe it'll come out. I hope she was so. Not. I mean, how crazy, but it would make sense why she was in Massachusetts then, mm-hmm. from California. It would, because, I mean... Because it didn't, like, her family was from Tennessee. Like, there was no reason for her to be there in Massachusetts. I mean, there's a lot of reasons to be a lot of places. Yeah, but, like, it's just a weird coincidence. Yeah, I mean, they could have just been on vacation in Cape Cod. We don't know where Guy's from, right? No, we don't. Like, he said, he he did all this in California, but he could have been. Yeah, it's California and Washington, so the West Coast. Why would he be on the East Coast? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I'm going to see if I can try to find a picture of that extra in Jaws. And maybe we can, I'll post it to Instagram and see what everyone thinks. Because that's my theory. I know it's maybe far-fetched. Watching Jaws tonight. I might have to watch Jaws just for Ruth. You'd be like, pause it and are you doing? (laughs) Zoom in. If I tell my husband that I haven't watched Jaws and Tenacious D tonight, he might divorce me. (laughs) Well, don't do that. Got your kids to think of. So yeah, that's rude. All right. So I now feel like these cases today are kind of just like those two are kind of close, kind of like similar. Cold case. Cold case. Crazy guy, but like at least mine was caught before he died. I know that hurts like my soul that he's dead, and like and the fact that he just lived a life without consequence. Literally lived yeah, like, lived a whole killed, life without consequence, like, and there was evidence. He like, had human remains in his septic tank, and they just you let him. Don't identify them. Like, why the? But fuck like, do is there some sort of charge? Like, okay, this man has human remains. He's like, oh yeah, I accidentally cut my finger off and flushed it down the toilet. Then why do you have ten fingers still? I know, but like, I'm thinking of really. <laughs> I know. I cut off a chunk of my leg. Yeah, they didn't really say like what human remains were found. Like, if it was a skeleton, or they didn't say that. So, and How they do don't give much about the the 1950s murder like it didn't say like what happened to that guy or that girl because that girl was still never found mm-hmm. and his wife and child so i it, it makes sense that he would have did something to ruth i wonder if like she knew about the other things or i'm gonna say probably not these people are crazy yeah i mean if my husband was like sorry honey i have multiple names i'd be like okay divorce i mean you know <laughs> divorce he was, he was 18 so i think you're good on that one you met his family. I think you're good on that one. But yeah. we don't know. He still could be out there living another life. I don't know. That's true. Dun, Not dun, a Mack dun. truck he's driving. <laughs> All righty. So our third story. We're bringing it back to present day. Oh, so we got to get in our little little time traveling car. Our DeLorean. I've Would you believe I've never seen that I've either? Never... <laughs> I just know what a DeLorean is. <laughs> You were trying. You were like, I'm going to pass it off. Like, I know what it is. <laughs> we're going to make a list of movies that we've never seen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay, now we're back in present day. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. Um, 
And we're going to start real quick. We're jumping. We're jumping right in. Both feet. Yep. On October 24th of this year, Nicole Hammond, who was 28 at the time, was fatally shot in the neck by her co-worker, um, who was 36, and his name was Michael Jordan Carpenter. Now, some sources called him Michael, some sources called him Jordan, and others called him Michael Jordan. So, we're well, but let's not call him Michael Jordan because we're gonna call him Carpenter. Okay, because that's good. his last name. That yeah. that was throughout, um, and his name doesn't really matter in my book. So, like, <laughs> shit for off. brains, Carpenter. Shit for brains, Carpenter. Um, this took place in the parking lot of their workplace at Debeau Textile in St. Cloud, Minnesota, just before seven a.m. Oh my God, that's Nicole. Um, Nicole was shot as she was exiting her vehicle. And she was found lying on the ground in their parking lot in a pool of blood surrounding her head. So did he just, like, drive away and leave her there? Mm-hmm. He shot, and then, I guess, co-workers, because they're all going into work, immediately called police. Yeah, that's weird. Like, 7 a.m. is probably, like, the time that a lot of people are just going in. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm assuming the parking lot is probably yeah. decently packed. It's not just, like, oh, maybe they were leaving at 7 a.m. working night shift, like, they were getting there, and yeah. so was probably everybody else. Mm-hmm. Officers attempted life-saving measures, but she died at the scene. And according to the autopsy, she was shot in the right side of her neck, oh. and the bullet was found in her shoulder. Oh, I hate that. Mm-mm. No so, thanks. I got it. Yeah. Like a, almost like a downward angle. Yeah. Huh. Well, she was exiting her car, so like she might so have been she... like... But it was on the right side? Yeah, right side of her neck. I don't know. Unless he was on the passenger side. Maybe. Huh. Or, like, maybe she, like, stood up from her car. Oh, maybe. That would make sense, maybe. I guess. Um, witnesses saw Carpenter abruptly flee after the shot was heard. Um, he was arrested in Sauk Rapids around 9.50 a.m., so the same day, but at 9.50, a couple hours later, and taken in for questioning. Um, a search of Carpenter's vehicle found a 9mm pistol with a round in the chamber and a loaded magazine in a carrying case on the driver's side of his car. And only one um, shot was fired? I believe so. Well, one shot hit her, I guess. Yeah. It didn't say how many were fired. Um, the style and brand of bullets were matched for what was used to shoot Nicole. Um, Carpenter's story was he was walking towards Nicole's car and heard a gunshot and someone and saw someone like to attending to her. But I'm like... So you heard a shot and then saw someone over her at the same time. I'm confused. Yeah. And, like, why do you have a gun in your car then? Yeah. I mean, lots of people carry guns, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he saw a lot of blood and was too traumatized, so he left. With the gun that killed her? Yeah. Oh, okay. And he did not run away, go to work, or even call 911. Like, he it wasn't like... He's like, nope, I, I am traumatized. This <laughs> woman is dead, but I am traumatized, so I am leaving. Yes. Don't try to help her. Don't try to... No. He's like, nope, I'm out. Yeah. Fuck this shit, I'm out. He said. <laughs> um, but police said in a statement that he would have not been able to see anyone helping her because the lighting in the lot and the vehicles blocked the line of sight. From yeah. Where he was. And, like, it wasn't... Like, it was still it, dark it out. It was 7 a.m. Yeah. I mean, it's not dark out at 7 a.m. now, but... But this was... Daylight like, savings and shit. Daylight savings. I heard it's the last time, but we... I hope there. fucking so. Um... He provided multiple con- contradictory statements, including that he was aware Nicole didn't clock into work, even though he didn't go. You in didn't there. get that far. He didn't go into work himself, so 
She didn't go into work. Yeah. No, I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone made it past the parking lot. I don't think anyone went into work this day. Yeah. If they made you work after this. Fuck that company. Yeah. I'm not going to say anything, but someone died at a company I worked for and they just didn't close down the store or anything and just. Really? Yeah. I don't think they I know died. This story. They died in the background. Oh, I know this story. Never mind. Yeah, and they just made us go. Work. I worked night shift that day. But that one wasn't like mysterious circumstances. Though. It was. They didn't know what happened. I mean, no one like hurt her. Yeah, but like still, it wasn't like, like someone think, else's life was in danger. You think at least like, hey, our coworker just died. Can we have a day? Well, Maybe. they can't close down the store, Kelly, and there's profits to be made. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're not gonna name the store. He was booked into Benton County Jail, where he remained and was charged with second-degree felony murder. If he's convicted, he faces a mass, uh, maximum 40 years. Which, when we get into the rest of the story, why the fuck is it second-degree murder? I don't know. Well, we'll see the rest of the story. Like, my man's did it. <laughs> well, I wasn't doubting him. He had a motive. I wasn't doubting him. <laughs> he had a motive. Like, How old was Nicole again? She was 28. He was 36. Okay, so she's young. Yes, and like second degree, like he ha- he brought a gun to work. <laughs> it was premeditated. He brought a gun to work and said, shot saw her. her in the car, getting out of the car, and said, "Boop boop." Yeah. So, are you ready for the Probably lead up not. to this? Probably not, but I don't you know, have a choice. This is why I'm single. I'm the resident single. I don't give men a chance. They're either fucking crazy. But she does need a date for Thanksgiving. Yeah. If you have a brother between the ages of 22 and 28, above six foot, preferably blue eyes, I'm 23. I'm five foot seven. Okay, we're not getting into this. No, we're done. Like, (laughs) anyway, this is why I don't give people a chance. Um, They're either fucking crazy or emotionally unavailable or both. But I digress. Um, So Carpenter had a thing for Nicole. Which I assume you could have figured out. Yeah, I kind of figured that there was something going on there. And it was not reciprocated. Oh, no. Over the course of the last month, he made several advances towards her, which she turned down. Which is her fucking right to turn fucking down. Right? Isn't it crazy that I feel like that's how all the stories go? They're like, men have little itty-bitty weenies. Mm-hmm. And, like, they get butt hurt, like, if you turn them down and, like, then go on, like, a full-on rage. Yeah, like, like that's that's tiny dick energy. Like I went on a date once, not a date. Like I met someone up at a bar with mm-hmm. my friend, and they were with their friends, and like I was like, "This ain't it." Like it was off a of dating. I was like, "I'm not, I'm not." I'm just like, "Yeah, I'm leaving." Mm-hmm. And then man called me thirteen times. I don't I feel like I know him. this story either. Yeah, I tried to block it out of my memory. He called me thirteen times because he showed up fucking drunk. He showed up drunk. Oh my god, now I, hold on, pause the podcast, I gotta know who this is. Never mind, I knew this one. (laughs) He showed up drunk, so I blocked him, because he called me 13 times, because I literally met him for two seconds, and I literally turned to my friend, and I said, we're leaving. I was not putting up with it. Anyway, um, the night before this happened, they had a very interesting text exchange. Oh no. Nicole messaged him that she- And he's like almost 10 years older than her. Yeah, he's 8 years older than her. Wow. He messaged, she messaged him that he, she did not want to be touched nor manipulated by him. Oh, that's weird. Now, they didn't give the context of what he said, if this was just her texting him or Yeah, what. but what led up to that? Yeah, but she did not. Don't want, want to be touched or, or manipulated. manipulated by you. And then she asked him not to make un- things uncomfortable at work. 
the night before. So it kind of almost sounds like, was there some kind of involvement? And maybe they broke, she was like, I'm done with you. I don't think so. It seemed like it was all on his hand, but it seemed like she was just a very, very like nice Like, trying to let him down easy? Yes. I'd be like, get the fuck away from you, weirdo. And then she sent to a friend, like, they're co-workers, so they know each other. She doesn't make want to make things weird at work. Like, she's in a very weird bind here. See, she's such a nice person. So much better yeah. than me, because I'd be like, fuck that weirdo. I'm going to tell everyone at work that you're fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she sent to a friend that he she knew that he was mad at her for that what night. though oh do for we know uh. no, not for exactly what but i'm assuming for turning around um this next part really does it does her friend work there or we don't know that i don't think i don't know they didn't say because like i i'm just thinking like so if they're all co-workers they probably know like what's going on but like mm-hmm. it we'll must have been that. something it, it, if it was her friend outside of work like she must have known who this guy was to nicole they didn't say they just said a friend um but, but this part really grind my gears. When he was interviewed by police, when he said, you know, he was too I traumatized. I was traumatized. Yeah. My poor little fragile baby hurt. Yeah, my he poor told little o- tiny wiener. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he told officers he was upset about the text conversation. Oh, oh. He was upset. She's fucking dead. But you're upset over the text message. Yeah, like if you cared about her, you would have Not a- killed her! <laughs> well, it, he's playing it off like he <laughs> didn't kill her. He would have at least been upset. He's upset over the text message he sent her. Yikes. Now, there was nothing about what he sent her. but she... okay, I'm sure police have that information. Yeah. Um, and co-workers described him as having a bad temper. No shit. No shit. CEO of DeBell, Rob DeBell, assuming he owns it, like, yeah. named after him, alleged nothing was presented to management. Entrepreneur CEO. CEO. unfortunate he said unfortunately we had no idea anytime there's anything required our intervention we step in but in this case we had no indication anything was awry which is like a fucked up statement because at the same time if you don't know you can't do anything but at the same time that's what everyone would say in this situation yeah and like it it does make you wonder if she maybe did go to hr and said like yo or maybe she just didn't want to take it to that point to be nice and didn't want to get in trouble at work do you know what this company does Textiles? The fuck's a textile? It's like... Isn't that close? My, well, my friend, yeah. My one friend does it. It's like testing materials for clothing and stuff like that. Hmm. Okay. I believe. Don't quote me if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I said, I don't understand this because it seems like the co-workers knew what was going on. Because they, they were the ones who said this was happening for over a month. Yeah, but like if it's... Like, wouldn't one of them step in and be like, you're fucking creepy? Like, if someone went up to my Yeah, daughter, but that could still all happen, and HR might still not know. Especially if it's a big company, you know what I mean? But it sounds like it's not. Like, this is the CEO, and it's his name. So it seems like it's a smaller company. I don't know. But, but like I said, like like you said, if they didn't bring it to management at all, there's yeah. no way they can help. This is their PSA to bring your stuff to your manager. Or, like... Or HR. Even, even if don't let it was, go. <laughs> even if she was too afraid, like as her coworker, I would have said some shit. But maybe they were just trying to be. I nice. mean, no one's gonna think that. I mean, oh, absolutely. You might just think everyone. Like I know, like it's no one's fault except for fuckface. Yeah, like 
they're probably like, oh, he's harmless. He's not going to do anything. He's just being weird. Like, we don't want to get him fired, blah, blah, blah. Nicole was remembered as a great employee and a great person to be around. Uh, DeBell said, Nicole always had a smile on her face. Anyone who had any association with her couldn't help but like her. Um, her supervisor, Savannah Townley, made a Facebook post. Words cannot describe the pain and hurt I have a feeling in the last two days. Nicole Harriman, you were such a beautiful, smart, determined young woman. You deserve to live your best life, but instead you got your life taken from you. And, like, it just seems to me, like, anyone who is the brightest light in any true crime story, they're the ones that are taken out first. Like, it's never fuckface. Yeah, fuckface McGee. Torturing her, basically. Um, I'd love to know, like, what actually happened. Like, what the context of the relationship was. It just seemed like they were co-workers and he liked her and she wanted nothing to do with him. Yeah, but, like, was he making advances to her at work or was he, like, stalking her, harassing her? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I'd love to know. Um, This is actually a quote by Nicole herself. Oh, Jesus, I don't like this. She said, never give up on something you can't go a day without thinking about. Because when you put your whole heart into your wishes, you will get where you want to be. So she just seemed like a delight. She seems like someone like I'd be friends with. It does seem like someone you'd be friends with. I hate that. An absolute delight. <sighs> Poor girl. Um, her obituary said she one day hoped to own her own jewelry business. In her spare time, she loved photography, kayaking, hiking. Her family oh my God, she would definitely be your friend. She would be my best friend. Her family said she was a talented writer and enjoyed working on her car with her father, Steve. <sighs> her parents were, like, crushed. Mm-hmm. Carpenters being on... Um, Held on bail of $2 million. Multiple said sources said he was supposed to be in court yesterday, November 8th. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't find any information on it this morning. Like, if he went to court or if there's anything. Hmm. I wonder um, if it just didn't come out yet. Yeah. In memory of Nicole, Dubao Textile is partnering with Anna Marie's Alliance for the No Means No Awareness Memorial Walk on Sunday, November 13th. Um, this walk is from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. around Lake George, if any of you are in the St. Cloud area. Um, all donations will go to Anne Marie's, the awareness, and DeBow will match dollar for dollar up to $10,000. Oh, wow, that's very nice. Um, so yeah, that's the story of Nicole Hanley. fuck that guy. He seems like a dirtbag. Like a dirtbag. But, like, it's not just, like, what's sad is there are so many men out there like him. Like, yeah. give, throw the book at this guy, so that way maybe other men are like, whoa. That's why... I shouldn't harass anybody. I shouldn't stalk people. I should keep my tiny dick in my pants. Exactly. But that's why, like, when you and my friends are like, go out there, just give people a chance. I'm like, no, if I get a weird vibe from you, I'm not doing it. Absolutely not. Because shit like this happens. I mean... I mean, I do get the ick a lot for <laughs> random things. But, like, it's also, like, a safety issue. Like, yeah, I, I, I my new thing that. is, like, I'm not meeting up with you unless I FaceTime you first. No, I think that's a great... Or my older sister's there to kick your ass. Yeah. I'm just going to start wearing mustaches on your dates and, like, glasses. Yeah, I'm surprised you don't stock my location every single day and see where I'm at. Are you kidding me? I do. <laughs> she, yeah, she'll, I'll, I'll get a message and be like, who are you at Target with? Yeah, I'm like, are you at Target? Can you pick up my order, please? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I was just thinking, like, about the aftermath. Like... Imagine you go into an interview at this place and be like, oh, what happened to the person who had my position before? Nope, don't want to think about it. Like, think. oh, like, they were fucking murdered. Like, yeah. what the fuck? 
That's crazy. Yeah, but I just, she just seemed like a great person. Like, she literally seemed like someone that She seems like you. <laughs> yeah. Like, just a delight to be around. I mean, I wouldn't go that far with yourself. But... <gasps> Anyways. Fine. Whatever. Yep. Bitch swerve. That's our show for today. And, yeah. And, yeah. Hopefully, you know, our our episode was brought to you by cold cases, really. Cold cases and... and creepy uh, men. And creepy men. Shit. Creepy men was... That was the overall yeah. theme. fucking men. It's really. always creepy men, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's weird women, but... Weird women. Weird women and creepy men. That's it. We're, cha- men. No. <laughs> We're changing our podcast to weird women and creepy men. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, that's it. Um... We will have a new episode for you next Tuesday. Maybe in the meantime, if we get any updates on our cases, we'll figure something out. Because... <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, we, we still have no updates on anything yet. So. Yeah, but we have an Instagram. And... Yep. Follow us on Instagram. It's at Suspish Podcast. You can email us at suspishpodcast at gmail.com. Um. I'm going to try to make a Facebook, so I'll let you guys know how that goes. We would love to hear from you with cases we should touch on or we should know about or just to say hi because we like friends. Yeah, I need friends, so just message me. (laughs) You can also find me on Instagram. (laughs) All right, so that's that's Suspish. All right, bye. Bye.